Hey, what's that family? Pastor Chris here. Special welcome to you. Also a welcome to our friends who may not be a part of the Woodside family, but love following us here on the link. We appreciate you tuning in today as well. Well, it's Thanksgiving time. Hopefully you have an attitude of gratitude and joy in your heart over all that God has done. In spite of all the difficulty of this year, we should be thankful for God's grace and goodness in our lives. This is also a time where we are called to show hospitality to others. But let's be honest, it's been a time that has been hyper-polarized, very divisive, and inviting people to our tables is not easy. So we wanna have a conversation about that today. And as always, I've invited three people much smarter than myself to be able to help to guide this conversation. Uh, to my far right is Alex Armstrong. He's the executive pastor of our Lake Orient campus. Alex, thanks for joining us. My pleasure, excited. Houston, right? San Antonio. San Antonio. Big difference. Big, Big difference. difference. Already yeah. starting on the wrong side. Will you still invite me to your table? Absolutely. I would love All to right. have you. San, yes. Antonio. San Antonio. Yes. But uh, here in Michigan now, and yep. this is home, and grateful for you and Lauren and the kids as well. All right. Kelly McClellan is also here with us. She helps to oversee our staff care ministry, and it's just been a huge blessing to so many and has such a heart for hospitality. Kelly, always great to have you Thank on you. the link. Thanks so much. I appreciate yeah. it. And then Pastor Ryan Russell. Pastor Ryan is our pastor for, uh, campus pastor rather, for our Pontiac campus. Ryan, thanks for joining us. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to have you as well. Listen, I want to talk a little bit about how this season uh, looks as uh, we think about opening up our hearts, opening up our homes to invite people to be a part of it. Pastor Ryan, not too long ago, you talked about loving your neighbor, even when there's differences between you. This is a very divided and polarized season. Why is it so hard to invite people into our homes and to our table? Yeah, I think a lot of the difficulty, you know, it, it mostly resides within us, right? So it, it stems from fear. You know, is this person going to like me? Are they going to like what my wife cooks? You know, uh, do, is my house clean enough? You know, that's why I order pizza. <laughs> right, that's you know, right. That's nobody right. fights that. That's right. That's right. That's a smart move. I got to write that down. <laughs> you know, but I think that the, the difficulty really does reside with fear, yes. that, that we don't know if we're going to be liked. And some of our, our deepest needs are acceptance, approval. You know, does this person like me? Does that person like me? You know, obviously we know our worth and value are found in our King, Christ Jesus. But I think that the, the practical things definitely play a factor into it. So when we're afraid, yeah. it's tough to love well. When we're feeling insecure, uh, it's tough to really step out and, and avail ourselves to others, even if they're you know, the closest family we have or maybe just neighbors that just moved into the neighborhood, whatever the case might be. Some of those insecurities, you know, they're deep-seated and, and they run pretty deep. So I think that speaks to the difficulty of uh, you know, why it is tough to love well in this season especially a season that has been so divisive as, you, as you've already mentioned. Man, you know, I'm so glad you brought that up because I think about how for a long season, I felt this insecurity around our home. Like, man, uh, is our home big enough to invite over people? And do we have adequate furniture and all this stuff? And then I remember going to Uganda, Africa uh, for a trip over there. And I experienced the greatest hospitality of any place I'd ever been. And the homes that we were in were not mansions by any means. Uh, they weren't even your typical suburban home by any means. They were smaller homes, but the hospitality that the people showed as they invited us in, man, it just changed my heart. And so those fears are real, but if we overcome them, we really can bring build bridges 
uh, with those that we uh, invite into our homes. Alex, this conversation is not just uh, social, it's biblical as well. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that. Well, I, and I would jump on this too. Um, you're gracious in the fear part, but I think sometimes too we're just can get a little lazy. You know, if we, if we uh, as followers of Christ, if we look at the scriptures and we look at Jesus as our model, we see all throughout the text, he says he's always on this mission where every conversation he has with somebody, there's always a point and a purpose to it. And then at one point he gets invited, um, it's from Luke 14, he gets invited to this party, this banquet. And he's sitting there and they start kind of grilling him, asking him questions. And he says, um, you know what? For those of you, when you invite people into your home, Think about the people that you don't get any benefit from. Because yes. I think for a lot of people, it's really comfortable and easy to not go that extra step, not go that extra mile to say, you know, that neighbor that I see all the time, I'm not afraid of them. I just don't really want to invite people in my house today. And I think it's in those moments where we have to remember Jesus's life, Jesus's mission, and kind of what we're called to as followers of him to say, how are we on mission? How are we looking at opportunities of our neighbor, person at the grocery store or coffee shop? Not that you would invite a stranger randomly into your home, but more the sense of, do we have the viewpoint in the eyeballs to see people that they are worthy, that they have value, and that God might have a plan for them? And it may start with you simply saying, hi, would you like to get to know each other? My name's Alex. Yeah, yeah. You know, as I listen to you, I also feel a little bit of guilt as a pastor, right? Yeah. Because I think, have we done a good job in teaching a theology of hospitality, right? Yeah. Because as you just said, it is woven deeply into the ministry of Jesus, breaking bread together, sitting at table with other people, yeah. building those relationships. And so if we are Christ followers, we need to live that way. You know, Kelly, I've had the privilege of being in your home on several occasions. You're a phenomenal cook, a great hostess, and uh, I know I speak for some of our viewers who experienced that. Um, but why is hospitality so important to your heart? And uh, how does it, how has it rather played a role even in your ministry? Sure. Well, first of all, to your point, that uh, the Bible is filled with hospitality. Yes. It's a command. First yes. uh, Peter four talks about. We are to love, we're to love one another. Yes. To me, that reads hospitality. Yeah. Yes. Um, but it also says specifically to keep loving, yes. keep loving. Yes. Um, so for me, one, uh, one of my gifts is hospitality yes. and I love it. I love looking about, I love seeing what is needed. And so for me, that is inviting people into my home um, to have the gift of hospitality, yes. to see what's in my hand and how can I serve somebody with what's in my hand? Maybe it's a cup of tea, maybe it's, it's looking across the street at somebody shoveling and I can make that quick hot chocolate. Yeah. Or if it's somebody in the grocery store that needs help with their cart, that's hospitality. Yeah. That's what's in my hand. It's, it's the obvious and it's the not so obvious. But you know, as, as a daughter of Christ, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm filled with his love to keep loving. And so it's, it's not of my own. It's of him filling me with his eyes to have that hospitality. And so that's first and foremost is to understand that scripture of what does that look like? What is, it's, it's a mandate, first of all, to keep loving, 
keep having that gift of hospitality. And scripture, it's all, it's all filled with ways to do hospitality. Um, but it first starts with what's in my hand, what's the next obvious thing to do. And so, yeah, you know, I, I love, I love to, to have people in my home, but I love to also serve outside of my home. Yeah, I want to follow up for in, in just a moment about how that looks practically. Yes. Let's give some advice, in particular during the season of pandemic. Like, how do we do that? So I'll come back to you on that. But one of the things I think is really important uh, for us to remember in this whole thing is that uh, that parable of the great banquet uh, is a picture to me of how us inviting people to our table helps them to understand how God has invited them to his table. Like when we're not inviting people to our table, what message does that send? Like if all we will do is preach to them, hopefully see them converted and say, I'll see you weekend after weekend, but don't expect to build community. What does that communicate about what the kingdom is like, what the church should be like? Uh, I love the fact that in Acts 2, they not only went to the temple together, they broke bread together in one another's homes. And imagine what that must have looked like to an unbelieving community as they saw these Christians loving one another, doing life together as we describe it today. I think there is a powerful connection between us inviting people to our table and the message we have that God wants to invite you to his table. But Kelly, what does that look like in a pandemic season right now? How do you show hospitality with Thanksgiving around the corner? Sure. Well, for me personally, um, when when the pandemic just happened, we were very really creative, my husband Jim and, and I. And so we, we do love our neighbors. Yes. Um, we knew that we had to think, how could we be the church um, in that specific time? And so... We thought, well, what are our favorite things? We live in downtown Rochester, and we support our community, and all of our neighbors around us love our little downtown area. So we specifically just got little gift bags, and we went to some specific stores in our area, and we got our favorite things from those, those areas. Yeah. So not only did it support our local That's great. shops, um, but they were able to then enjoy our, our local things. So we went to our favorite restaurant, Bologna Cucina, yes. which we love and adore every week. So do we. Yes. Because of you guys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, we got some puzzles. We got favorite chocolates, um, just some real family-oriented things. And you know what? We just knocked on their doors and um, just said, hey, we're thinking about you all. And... Um, you know what? Every single one of them said thanks and how much they appreciated it. And you know what? It just generates conversations. And moving forward, um, you know, they, they, they know. They know that we've showed them love. They know that, that we care about them. And, you know, and it started prior to that. You know, we've had, we've had backyard parties um, that, you know, we've had 30 30 couples at, and then from that, little groups, you know, form, and so it's being intentional. And so, you know, we've, we've, had, we've had other things prior to that. But it's, you know, it's, it's even meeting them when we take the garbage cans out, or if they're going to be out of town, we go and grab their garbage cans. Yes. Yes. Um, those are some things that, that we've done 
during the pandemic. Well, and it, it makes me think of like, I mean, even Jesus, he was always on mission. And so when he would go and do different things, he, would, he was always around people. Yeah. And so it's being able to have that viewpoint to say, hey, those people are gone. How can I serve them exactly. in that quick moment? Hey, exactly. this person's in the grocery store. They need help grabbing something. I can do that for them. Like, it's just always having that viewpoint yeah, of making that connection point. That's cool. Yeah. So on one level, hospitality is loving your neighbor, yeah. right? And uh, our neighbors are anybody really that got places in our pathway. On another level, our homes become like an embassy, a place for us to express the kingdom of God and the values of our king. Uh, but when I think about a pandemic, I also think about the fact that there are people who are concerned about safety measures and those things. And I love what you and Jim did. I love it so much, as a matter of fact, that uh, I was downtown Rochester and I saw this great shirt for your husband. It's a Michigan State Spartan <laughs> I t-shirt. I do not think he would and wear I'm that. Gonna, I'm going to get it for him <laughs> just to show my gratitude. Yeah. But on a serious <laughs> note, he's a U of M fan. He won't want it. But on Hence a serious note, I see, I see, I see, I noticed. Uh, but on a serious note, maybe this year means that you can't have as many guests as you normally would. You know, my home is normally uh, the destination home for our family. And so we typically have uh, people in every corner, right? As much as we can. But maybe this year is a little bit different. You can't have as many. But I think in some ways it causes us to be more prayerful, to say, Lord, who are you calling me to show special hospitality to? So please know that I think it's still possible. It just has to uh, be accompanied with wisdom. Uh, on that front, but if you can't have them in your home, still hold them in your heart and do special things that can communicate your, your love for them. We can't talk about Thanksgiving though, guys, without talking about gratitude. Right, yeah. So uh, Alex, Ryan, and I'll start with you, Ryan. Uh, what, what does the Bible tell us about gratitude and even in a year like 2020, sure. where I can pick a dozen different things to complain about, right? Quickly, mm -hmm. uh, why should I have an attitude of gratitude? Yeah, you're right, that it's all throughout Scripture, right? That gratefulness is something that we're called to have if we have experienced Christ's gift, right? It's the greatest gift that we can receive, so that should lead to gratitude in our heart. Uh, and even just right now, like as we're talking about the parable of the open banquet, you know, for me, Pastor, I'm so grateful that Jesus didn't just hand me a business card and say, show up to this place on Sunday and then never talk to me. There was intimacy with that, right? So I'm grateful that Jesus showed me intimacy. And because of that, my heart should be filled with gratitude. And I wanna share that same intimacy with those around me. And yes, you know, in, in this season, there's plenty to complain about. I don't know if it would help anything. You know, you said you had a dozen <laughs> things to complain about. It may not help. Won't change anything. <laughs> you know, you know uh, but as we look at all the things we have to be grateful for, just in our life, I think gratitude starts with focusing not on the things that we don't have and looking at, at everything that everybody else has. It's, it's the things that we do have, no matter what it is. You, you mentioned Uganda. I'm sure they were grateful for everything they had. So we have to look at things that way when we think about gratitude. And gratitude throughout Scripture, you know, the Psalms is a great place to go, right? You know, there's dozens of Psalms about thanksgiving and praise and how we should have grateful hearts because of all the things God has delivered us from, because of all the ways that God has brought us into new places. And we're in a new place right now. Granted, this is not a position many of us thought we would be in, yeah. but I'm grateful we still have a home. I'm grateful we still have lives. I'm yeah. grateful we still have stewardship of the gospel. That hasn't changed. You know, as you've said many times, the gospel doesn't stop, right? So I'm grateful that even though this has been one of the wildest years I could have imagined yeah. and a painful year, you know, I just uh, did my 13th funeral since March this past weekend. So there's a lot going on. But even in that, people are grateful. 
People were grateful that they got together to get, that they were able to gather together. People were grateful that they still had one another. Yeah. So I think it's all throughout scripture, but it's all throughout our lives. And if we can wake up each moment yeah. uh, and wake up each day and say, Jesus, you've blessed me with breath in my lungs. You've blessed me with the activity of my limbs. You've blessed me with the gospel. You've blessed me with uh, the opportunity to read scripture. That should fill us so much with gratitude. Yes. Uh, so if we've been acquainted with who we were and then now who we are in Christ, yes. that, that should be all the ammunition we need. Yeah, brother, your joy is infectious. I love it. Whatever those 12 things were, I forgot them, right? But I do appreciate the fact that maybe the silver lining of 2020 is some things that we begin to take for granted we now appreciate. Uh, we don't just take for granted that we have breath in our lungs. Uh, because we know so many have don't, and, and taking for granted the joy of being at home, which maybe uh, before being quarantined, we would complain about, but then maybe we saw some value in that. So yeah, but above all is our identity in Christ, the promises we have in Jesus. What about you, Alex? You know, what I'm thinking about right now is, um, so I, my wife and I have been married 13 years, and she had a very uh, rich history with Thanksgiving, where they would spend uh, the time around the table and they would all have to say something that they were thankful for. Yes. And so, you know, when you get married, you, you adopt all the traditions, all that kind of stuff. You learn how to do that. And um, I think, you know, tangibly for people this year, it's a great opportunity. Maybe get a piece of paper or a whiteboard or uh, use your computer or something and really begin to type out, record what you were grateful for in 2020. Because we're all going to remember the hard stuff, the crazy stuff, right? But to really write down and articulate those things that we're grateful for, I think it helps kids process and manage through this year. And I think it would help us as, as fathers, as husbands, as, as men and women to say, let's put it on paper. Let's put it where we can see it so we're constantly reminded of it. Even if we turn on the news or we get on social media and we see everything else, let's remember this list that we made that our family is grateful for in 2020. And that might be a cool thing for us yeah. to try to do. And let's use social media for the good yeah. because it can be a toxic place. But imagine doing what you just said and posting yeah. it or tweeting it out. I think that's absolutely uh, amazing. Uh, all right, you brought up traditions. I want to throw a curveball question at you guys. What are some Thanksgiving traditions? Maybe one that really is super special uh, to you, maybe to your family. I've got a funny one, actually. Okay. Uh, so I, I've learned about this. You know, I'm in a, a multi-ethnic culture, right? Yes. And I found out from a good friend of mine uh, who we started to have family meals together that, that white people always seem to have a mayonnaise-based dish on the table. <laughs> and that, and that, that, like, I didn't know th There's this. a potato I'm salad, getting, a macaroni I'm salad. I'm getting educated. There's, there's so, right? And I'm just like, oh wow, we just always had that. Right? Yeah. I, I love my mom's potato salad, right? Yeah. It was just always on the table. <laughs> so, so like, you know, when you talk about tradition, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> there you I'm, go. I'm creating new traditions. God is, is creating new traditions of yeah. learning, yeah. like yeah. to have numerous different dishes from ethnicities and different people that they had their own traditions that, you know, our our new tradition is a melding of other traditions, and we love it. You know, we're you so go. excited about it. That's yeah. good. I, I'm going to share that now because I, I just learned something new. All right, Kelly. <laughs> I don't know if I speak for all white people, but... You know, for, Sorry, for, it's not my tradition. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kelly. Uh, is there a tradition that maybe with you, you Jim, and the kids? It's, no, it's not really a, a, a food tradition, but I love the Wednesday night Thanksgiving service from the Troy Baptist days to the Woodside days. Yeah, I loved a time when, you know, the, the microphone was hot and people went around mm -hmm. and shared what they were so thankful for. And it just, from the time that I was a little kid until 
you know, now, just love to hear the stories of the year of thankfulness from our church family. That's great. I always looked forward to that. That's really good. Wow, yes. way to set That's the really bar good. really high. Right. Yeah, yeah, Alex. Sorry. Mine's fried turkey. <laughs> <laughs> you get yourself a good turkey and yeah. you put that sucker in that oil. <laughs> I mean, yes. that's, that, that's a family yeah. tradition that's now for us, yeah. is, is doing yeah. that fried turkey every year. Yeah. Well, you know what mine is? Uh, mine is, in addition to Lions games and football, mine uh, is actually our Thanksgiving Day boxes. I love, for me, that's when the holiday season, like, officially begins. Yeah. When I see us distributing Thanksgiving Day boxes out to our church family, and I see those boxes coming in, and I know there's families on the other side of that. And every year, I always enjoy distributing those and getting a chance to connect with families who are grateful for the uh, kind of thoughtfulness and generosity of our church family. For me, that's a tradition that I hope to never lose. And uh, it's great now seeing my kids kind of wake up early, uh, go serving. And it's been a part of their life growing up. And so I want to say thanks to the Woodside family uh, for helping us to be a blessing to so many families. And I want to say thanks to you guys because hospitality is a way of life. It's not just something we do at Thanksgiving. It's something we do all year round. And I know that that's the way you live. And I pray that that will be what Woodside's known for. Great Bible teaching, yes. Wonderful missions around the world. But I pray that we will be known as a church of gratitude, and of hospitality. I want to ask Kelly if you can pray for us and for the families of uh, Woodside and beyond. Sure, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for our time together, these moments that we've been able to seek you and know the truth, know the truth about hospitality and, and the love you have for our families um, through it. Thank you so much for your son's gift, gift of love, um, gift of um, of just um, dying on a cross to save us. Um, we're so appreciative for that uh, eternal blessing. Father, I pray that you would be with our church family through this season. Um, those that don't have a family, Father, fill them with your love. Fill them with healing. Fill them with purpose. And Father, remind them that Woodside is their home and we are their family and bless them. Bless them for that, Father. And Father, I pray that you would um, be with us now during this season and um, give us your eyes, your eyes to see the people that, um, that need you and that we may be their hands and feet um, for them to see eternity, to see a loving God, a faithful God, a God that loves them and cares for them deeply. And it's in Jesus, our Savior, and most precious, precious Father, that we ask these things. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks, Alex. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks, Ryan. I appreciate you guys. Listen, go Lions. And I hope you have a great Thanksgiving, whatever your tradition is. Enjoy it. Give God thanks for all the things he's done for you. And invite someone to your table so that they can know that God's invited them to his table as well. Yeah. Listen, I can't wait to see you on the next edition of The Link.